We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. This is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. You get Sue. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah, I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? This one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We gonna win games. When you got a running back like I do, you got a front seven like I do now. Ooh. That's kind of what make us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. What's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast. This is your boy, J-Rob, right here. What's up, guys? This is Jay. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a great week. It's been a while since we've been back on the pod, so it's glad to, glad to be back. Just two weeks. Ain't, ain't that long of a time. Two weeks feels like a while in the middle of football season, does it not? Yeah, it does. Okay, touche. <laughs> So yeah, we are really glad to be back on the Rampage Radio Pod this week, and uh, make sure you go follow us on Twitter. Where our followers are growing. Uh, hit us up at Rampage Radio Pod, and make sure you go follow our site we're working with, Talk Rams. You can follow them at Talk Rams. Um, as always, we are on iTunes. Please subscribe. Hit us up with those five stars, and do not be afraid to interact with the show. Last podcast we had, we had a handful of guys. Dan, the coach, I remember him from a couple weeks ago. He came in. Um, dropping bars on the podcasts. Nice. And, um, we, we love the interaction with fans. So remember at talk Rams, hit us up at rampage radio. Um, don't be afraid to check us out on Facebook as well at facebook.com slash Rams talk. 
All right, Rams Talk, man. We we love Rams Talk. We're 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 enjoying our partnership. Three awesome podcasts. No one else is throwing down on podcasts except Rams Talk. So uh, yeah, get it popping with the with the Rams Talk Radio and Rampage Radio. You can edit that out. No, I'm not going to edit that out. That's good. But you you we can also mention Butting Heads. That's the other one that's on there. That's also really good. So yeah. You could take all those, all three of those out. The, the point is that we offer, when I say we, Rams Talk as a whole, we offer three different shows, and that gives you a lot of content to listen to. That's what we're saying. Right, Jay? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So once again, we are glad to be back. Um, it's been a, been a crazy few weeks for for us, for you especially, obviously, not me. Um, um, why don't you go ahead and tell the people what you've been dealing with, and uh, we'll get serious here for a minute. Absolutely. Uh, well, the, the serious thing is I had thyroid cancer. I was diagnosed during my baseball season a couple of months back and I had scheduled a thyroid uh, to be removed and it was removed last week and the surgery went really well and the recovery also went real well. I'm still recovering. So if you hear my voice slip a little bit or things like that happen during this episode, I'm not going to say I'm sorry, except for right now. Oh, uh, well, you should apologize to the... To I will. I will <laughs> apologize right now. So if it does slip, you know, I'm apolo- I nah, dog, apologize. Nah, dog. We got you, now. man. Totally understandable. It's a... Uh... It's a blessing, dude. It's a blessing that you uh, are healthy. Cancer-free. 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 And, it was, it was cancer free. and uh, we all know people that deal with cancer. I never thought it'd be my own brother, and I'm sure you never thought it'd be you. So yeah, um, it's just a blessing, and we're, we're thankful for sure that, that you're healthy, and uh, we're glad to be back on the pod, man. So other than your life-altering, stressful surgery that, that you just finished, anything else been going on with you, man, that, that you want to tell the people? Well, absolutely. Uh, I'm moving to Atlanta, coming to be with you, man. Welcome to Atlanta, as Lou Chris coming. once said. So, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to Atlanta. Uh, my family and I are moving there. That's going to be exciting. We're currently, like I said, recovering here in Texas and Dallas area. So, I'm going to be moving to Atlanta and getting plugged in and uh, calling some baseball, men's softball, and volleyball to make some some cash over there yeah so that'll be fun uh and that's kind of what i've been doing so but what's going on in your world bro yeah man um much of the same uh, the last time we were doing a pod we were uh, a couple months a month out or so uh almost two months i guess uh from from having this baby so just been nesting hardcore nesting trying to enjoy some free time um before uh, my son arrives so um yeah that's really about it man um and also enjoying the Rams. The Rams have been just bawling the first two weeks, and we'll get into that. But um, you know, what do we got lined up this week for the show, dude? Uh, well, we're going to recap the first two games very, very briefly. Uh, we're going to talk up talk about some MVPs on each side of the ball. We're going to talk about, obviously, the Arizona game, as I just mentioned. We're going to take a look at the Chargers. Just a little bit of NFL news and, of course, easy money towards the end of the show. So, jumping right in. Your boy has games. been on fire. Oh, have you? Your boy. Have you? Your boy has been on fire with the easy money. Well, there's no documentation of this, okay? You have to take my word for it. Um, but Okay. 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 Says so a bookie. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. So, all right. So, let's go. Let's get into this. Um, Rams are, as we all know, 2-0. Um, you know, this team is playing really well. Tell me a little things that have caught your eye so far as first couple games. Well, let's start on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, how about they are first in points and only giving up 6.5 points per game as an average. They are third in total yards at 266 yards. They are sixth in 191 yards passing and they are fifth 
in rushing with 74.5. So the defense speaks for itself, and the offense is obviously back up there as one of the most explosive units this season. And they picked they picked up right where they left off last year, and people were concerned about the, the daggum no playing and preseason garbage. And as you remember, yep. uh, I, was, I didn't care. I was like, dude, I'm not even stressed about this. I mean, because we're healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which, which was, you know, proved to be. You know, there has not been a, a, uh, you know, a hangover or a slow start from this offense in particular. So that definitely a great decision by, uh, McVeigh to, to decide that, to sit a starters, get everyone healthy. And, uh, I think more teams will probably do that in the future. It's, it's working well for the Rams. Obviously they didn't play a, a real sing- single preseason game as a unit and they show out first, first game. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but it was very, very welcome sight. Yeah, it was. And uh, what's even more welcome, welcoming is seeing that 2-0 record right now. Um, and uh, I think the most impressive play that I've seen so far is uh, my boy, John Johnson III, with that interception in the end zone, bro. I mean, dude, that was a, a big-time play that kind of changed the complexion of that half. And uh, that's been the biggest play that I've seen so far. But uh, what have you seen out of the first couple of games so far? first couple of games well one thing that popped out to me is the first game versus Oakland um Marcus Peters making that impact play jumping that route <laughs> yeah. uh, D, you know doing his thing uh that was awesome to see him kind of show out night one and then this this the second game um just watching them the offensive side you know Gurley you know Gurley just looks the part he looks like he's not missed a step that offensive line is playing as a unit right now um and and golf man i mean i know it's early you know we haven't played a a bunch of great teams but man he just he looks so comfortable in this offense yeah um he looks like he has a plan in every play he's never overwhelmed offense line like i said is doing a really good job um i'm just excited to watch this d line continue to grow and continue to, to impact games as we play um so so if you're looking at these this team you know what's your mvp right now two games it's early Who's playing the best and who's having the the most impact on the Rams so far? Well, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna tell you who I have as my MVPs in the first two weeks, and I'm gonna tell you who I'm gonna have as my MVP as a prediction for the rest of the season. So let's start right now. I'm gonna go with the same guy I just talked about, and that's John Johnson the third at safety. He's played very well through the first two games, and there's no reason for that not to continue. Uh, I just mentioned the interception he made in the end zone. Uh, that was a huge play. And, you know, he got beat one other time in that game, uh, you know, against a tight end, you know, Jerry Cook. But, dude, that dude's a playmaker, dude. He can play against a tight end. He can play with a running back in the backfield. He can even bring him down if you have to, which we don't because we have a plethora of DBs who are very good. Holly your boy Sam Shields, who got his first pick last game. Yes, I love that. Big fan. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, John Johnson, you know, he's a playmaker, and he's a guy that I'm you know, counting on to back my validation of his MVP candidacy for the defense on offense so far. I'm sure. He's really worried about that. I'm sure he's like, really like, Hey, my boy, J Rob pick me to be the MVP. I got to show out. I'm, I'm going for picks. No batted balls. I'm going for picks. Get at me on offense. Get at me. <laughs> on offense. So far, I have to go with the offensive line as a whole, as a unit, uh, they're in the top three per fo- pro football focus so far, and uh, bearing injury, they should continue to dominate as they did as they did all of last year. 
Uh, if I have to choose an individual on the line, I have to go with Austin Blythe, who has done an outstanding job at the right guard spot filling in for Jamon Brown, who is obviously not playing due to his suspension. Um, we have to come. We have come to like have expectations for every other guy on that line. We know what Whitworth brings. We know what Saffold brings. We know what Havenstein. Love, love Whitworth, oh, bro. Oh, my love gosh. Whitworth. What would it Dude, have, what a piece dude. that guy is. I, I was watching the game, and he was uh, mic'd up. Yes. You, you watching? I forget. What, was yes. The first, yeah, it was first, the first game. First game. I was like, wow. This guy is a veteran. And to have him on the left tackle, you know, he's older than the head coach. And and he just he buys in. Everyone kind of follows his lead. That that guy's he's the man. He's the man. What would it have been like had the Rams had him for the last eleven seasons? Aside from Greg Robinson, a- Alex Barron, guys like yeah. that. I mean, dude, yeah. seriously, just a, just a just a, a rock as the left tackle. He's going to protect your quarterback. One, he's going to lead the rest of the offensive line. He's a you know he's a veteran. He's a pros pro. He's a pro. He's a professional. I mean, he, those guys do not grow on trees. How many more years do you think he's got left? At least I mean, two, hopefully. Two more would be awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. At some point, he's, his body is going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm done. I made enough money. Yeah. You know? Well, so. at the, point, the, the point I'm trying to make is this, though. We know what to expect from all those other guys, but we did not know what to expect from Austin Blythe. And, you know, now... He has put a lot on tape that has shown the Rams, in my opinion, something they can hang their, that they can hang their hat on, and that's why he's my offensive MVP so far. If I had to pick an individual, but my pick—he's your Ram on the radar. There you go. Where's that sound effect? Hit it. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, but my pick is going to be Jared Goff for the rest of the yeah. season. I mean, I can't, I can't not choose Jared. It's either Todd or Jared. Right. I mean, I think anyone. I mean, it's debatable, clearly, but well, Gurley Gurley's been doing his thing. I mean, but you know, you look, he had he had he scored three touchdowns last year, but Goff was responsible for most of the yards last week. That is so. Yeah, I mean that that's that's. But anyway, I have to go with Goff. Um, but what did you think about Blythe? I love love what he's doing, man. Love what he's doing. I thought he's been a huge piece on that uh, that interior that offensive line. Um, you know, you just the question is 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 Jamon Brown getting his job back? You know, I mean, I, it seems like the Rams have great depth right now. Uh, do do they want to mess with that cohesive unit up front uh, this next week, or what, what do you think is going to happen? I'm not, I'm not shaking anything up. I think you have to leave him in there. I mean, I, I like Jamon Brown. I love what he does. I love what he brings. Uh, he's been consistent. He's been a good player for us. But the way that Blythe is playing right now, as they say, hopefully I get this right. <laughs> If it ain't broke, yes, don't fix it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's um, funny. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. I mean, the the, the amount of depth that that Brown's going to give you, you know, and and you're getting this out of life. Uh, at some point, Brown's going to play. Someone's going to go down. Something's going to happen, and he, you know, the, the competitiveness in him is probably probably wants to start, but. He'll get his time. Um, all right, so uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the Arizona game. Um, the Arizona, the, uh, the offensive line played well, as we just alluded to. Yes, um, huge blowout. We all know the score: third for nothing. Uh, the game was never really in doubt. Um, you know, I was looking back on watching this game for a second time, and I, I almost forgot that it was zero zero after the first quarter. 
You know what I'm saying? It didn't ever feel like it was a close game. It didn't ever feel, even though we hadn't scored, it felt like, you know, we were in control. Um, the defense was smothering, especially early. Uh, I thought, like you said, golf looked amazing. Um, Gurley scored three times. But for me, when I watched the game the first time, I obviously this guy, this player caught my attention, but going back again, um, Brandon Cooks, man. I mean, Brandon Cooks, crazy good game, dude. Seven catches, 159 yards. Him and golf look crazy in sync. And, uh, man, it's, it's exciting, man. I think that relationship is going to continue to grow and what a weapon down the field. Um, everything, you, you everything is advertised. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. And he's, uh, you know, they talk about the practice player he is. They talk about the leader he is, the teammate he is. Um, dude, the downfield, this explosiveness. I, I knew that he was short, but dude, your boy is, he looks tiny out there. He looks tiny. But dude, the, <laughs> he just runs past people. It doesn't even matter how, how tall he is. He's like, it doesn't matter how tall I am. If, if I'm five yards ahead of you, it, you know, I don't have to jump up and get it. So that's basically what's been happening. He's stretching the field and it's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch the rest yeah, of the dude, year. Yeah, so what do you think well, about Zona? Hang on, hang on. I want, I want to touch on, on Cooks a little bit more. This, the thing that I really like about him is that the, his catch radius is a lot larger than his frame. The dude can catch the ball away from his body very, very well. Yeah. There was a a particular play where he went across the middle, almost on like a short post route this past week, and golfed through it a little bit behind him. And the dude twerked his body in the complete opposite direction and caught it in his fingertips. And, I mean, this guy, like I said, he is everything is advertised, and he's not a gadget guy like Sammy Watkins kind of was. And he's definitely not stupid. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, you say he's not a gadget guy, but he, he, I think his route running ability is somewhat underrated. Very, you know, like very. People, people think about Brandon Cooks and they think, oh, just, you know, throw it down the field, let him go get it. But he could run those intermediate routes. He can definitely run those small, those quick screen routes. Um, but you know, he can run curls, post all the stuff in the middle of the field to get himself open. And then once he has the ball in his hands, you know, they might be changing the scoreboard. So it's, it's, it's been awesome to watch him and golf work together the last, last few games. I want to see golf lead him a little bit more on those deep throws. There were a few, there were a few that you're like, Oh, he's what? Oh, come on. Let's go get it laid out there. But all in all, you have to be happy. I mean, I remember, you know, talking about this on a few, quite a few podcasts ago now, you know, about when we traded with the uh, Patriots, who gave up our first round pick. I remember initially, right when it happened, I was pissed. And then I found out, obviously, we got Brandon Cooks. And I was like, well, he's probably going to be better than who we would have gotten at the number 23 overall selection. And my gosh, he has more than that. I mean, the dude is one of the, he's such a, uh, like you said, more of a, more than a gadget guy. Yeah. And you, and now that we have him locked up, and all the other young receivers for the next four years. I mean, good lord, dude. Yeah, because I mean, Woods Woods looked looked well too. I mean, he's played well as well. Wow, he's played well as well. He's played great. Let's make it. Let's make it a little. Did easy you see anything else um, during that uh, Arizona game that kind of caught your attention? Yeah. Uh, well, well uh, obviously, a defense throwing a shutout is impressive. Um, but for me, I mean, there's a small part of the game here, but I thought the, the running backs blocking on third down yes. was something that uh, caught my attention. There were a few times uh, Malcolm Brown in particular really picked up a blitz. Pancake. Um, <laughs> you know, he's putting people on their ass out there and golf is getting ready to stand up there and, you know, make a good throw. Um, one thing I, I will say is, is, you know, all preseason, myself included, 
I mean, very much pro John Kelly. Absolutely. All preseason, we, we talked about how great he played, and he did. He definitely earned all that attention. But yes, Malcolm Brown is Malcolm Brown is still a quality player in the NFL, and he's showing that particularly on third downs. Well, there's a reason that Sean McVay has what little we have seen. He's remaining loyal to those that he plays and the, those that he talked highly about. And so I, you know, of course, like you just said, we wish we could see more John Kelly, but you know what? It's not his time yet. No. Nope. And it could be his time eventually, but it's not his time. And uh, I'm completely okay with leaving Malcolm Brown in there and letting him get some snaps because quite frankly, the dude is a good player, as you just yeah. said. So, um, so what else about Arizona that caught your attention? Oh man, let me just say this. <laughs> The Arizona Cardinal offense did not cross the 50-yard line until 30 seconds left in the game. That's pretty telling. I, I don't know if that is more, like, is it more impressive that the defense held them to that? Or is it, is, is it such oh, a dude, bad I got, thing I got, about I got, I got, the I got Arizona? Break, what? Breaking news. Breaking news. Okay. Watching the Browns-Jets game. And so the, the Browns have the ball, they're driving, and uh, they had an opportunity to get a first down on third down, didn't convert. So Browns were getting ready to punt. Your boy Tremaine Johnson <laughs> picked up picked up the football. It was an incomplete pass. He picked up the football, held it into Jarvis Landry's stomach, like, here you go, and tried to hand it to him. Idiot. It, it, hit, it hit off Landry's hand. First down. Uh, they hit him with a personal foul, first down. Idiot. And the dude made Jermaine it, Johnson. It, Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson yes. uh, making an impact on the game. Um, In a negative not a, way. Not a good one right now, yes. but uh, <laughs> he is impacting the game. But he did make that uh, defensive play when he got beat deep and recovered and, and knocked the ball away earlier in the game, which we saw. So that was the good. I'm just glad we didn't have to pay that fool because we got to leave. <laughs> Yank your chain to leave, I should say, and oh your boy gosh. Marcus Peters. But I'll tell you what, dude. Uh, Joiner. Joiner's a guy, too. Yeah, they all are guys. But, dude, Love and, and they proved that. They all proved that against Arizona. So, and you know what? Arizona's making me look like a fool. And the reason is because I said that they would finish second in the division, but so far. You know, it's early. We'll it, give you that. It is, but, it is early, dude, and they're only one, they're only one game out of first place right now. Because Seattle's, well, you, they're you 0 make 2. a valid point. You make a valid point because, uh, well, first of all, there are two games out of first place. But um, Seattle sucks as well. So Seattle could be last place. I'm, I am so glad Seattle Seattle's is bad. not good. Bro. Oh, I am so glad. Dude. The Watch them come out and beat Dallas this week. But I do not think Seattle's any good. Yeah, they're, they're not very good. But I tell you what, uh, I sent you that picture. It says, do you remember what it said? On a scale of one to 10, how bad are we? And the picture was of one of the Seattle players carrying the 12th oh, oh, man flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just, it makes, it makes my heart melt. The fact that they are so bad. I love it. No, I, I love it. Heart, oh, no. it does. Definitely. I like Arizona much better than San Francisco and Seattle. because Arizona's never beat our ass for like four years in a row. Well, they're just, they're a more a classy team. They're a classier bunch over there. I agree. And it's honestly like, we don't like the 49ers either, but they're much easier to pull for than Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's take a quick break real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a, just say let's take a break 
Let's take a quick break real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jermaine Johnson just got beat on third down. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, watch a little bit of this game, and then we're going to come back and talk about the Chargers. And uh, we will be right back. Thanks for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Rampage Radio Podcast. The city, the city, the city, the Welcome back to the Rampage Radio Podcast. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. We talked about the Cardinals. We talked about the first two games. Um, let's lock in on the LA Chargers. Chargers currently one and one. Last week losing to the, the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Last week beating Buffalo and in the first week losing to the Chiefs. Um, dude, what do you think about this team? What catches your eye when you, when you think about the Chargers? Um, uh, pretty solid defense, good secondary, and uh, Melvin Gordon is playing like the Melvin Gordon that was drafted in the first round should play. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned about Melvin Gordon primarily. I'm not as concerned about the wide receivers, I, although I really do like Keenan Allen, and I know that he can beat our corners because he's that good. Dude, yeah. But Melvin Gordon is the guy that if I want to take away something, I want to take Melvin Gordon out of the game. Uh, yeah. Running the ball, receiving the ball, anything that he does, I don't want him to, because of our secondary. We need to play on the strength of our secondary. Um, and, you know, we, we've stopped the run so far. I really like what Corey Littleton has done in the middle there. And uh, Mark Barron's not going to play again this week. So, you know, Rameek Wilson and Corey Littleton are going to have to hold it down, you know, and uh, I have full faith and confidence in both those guys. And uh, so, but. So, at, so what do you think is, uh, is there like one matchup particularly that you're looking at? Like, um, yes. You know, the Rams offensive line versus the Chargers defensive line. Like, what do you think is going to be probably the, the biggest well, decision? Uh, well, it's going to be, it's going to be Corey Littleton against Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Or, or. They may do what they have been doing a little bit, which is bringing my boy Marquis Christian, who was my Ram yeah. on the radar a couple of podcasts ago. That dude's been playing well, and he's getting a bunch of snaps. So he's kind of taking over that Mark Barron role-esque. He's obviously not as big as Mark Barron is, but uh, he's done a good job. So, But I'm looking at Corey Littleton stopping the run, and he's been good, dude. I mean, he had 12 tackles week yeah. one. You know, he has some tech. He's been he's playing been well, balling, dude. dude. So... Uh, that that's who I'm kind of looking at overall as the matchup. Uh, but what do you got, dude? You know, you know, my guy, one of my favorite players in the league, angry Philip Rivers, dude. So let's listen to what Marcus Peters and Sean McVay had to say about preparing for angry Philip Rivers. When you are doing the preparation, how much do you study a guy like Rivers? I mean, do you go very detailed into film or I didn't been playing against Phillips since I was a rookie so I kind of I kind of know how exactly how he going to hit 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 us uh, where we where we where we not um just now it just helps that it's just I got leave on the other side uh, I got JJ I got L I got Rogue I got Sam I got AD I got Sue I got Brockers I got TG I got some people that can help me you know so Got to have fun. Sean, as someone who's studied the quarterback position, what do you 
see in Philip Rivers and what's made him so successful over the Yeah, you know, I think really going back to just watching him over the course of his career and then even going to back to practicing against him a couple times last year, one of the things that you can feel when you're just, you know, there present with him is the command that he has. You know, certain guys, when you watch him, you can just see that the game is slowed down for him. And that's how it feels like he operates when he's at the line of scrimmage. You know, the amount of information that he's able to absorb and then communicate, whether it be a hand signals or certain things in the run game that he wants to get checked to. Uh, he's just got a great feeling and understanding, you know, for what it should look like as far as how the defense should disperse and being able to get to the right place. All right, so great, great interview there by Marcus Peters. Uh, interesting, you said, or he said that he was playing against Phillip Rivers basically his whole career from his time in, uh, in Kansas City there. Um, I think that they know each other well. I think that, um, like he said, you know, he's familiar with them. He, he enjoys the, the secondary he's playing in now. So I think that he feels very confident in how Phillip Rivers is going to attack that secondary this week. What did you think about the, his uh, interview? I liked it. Obviously, dude, I just love the swag that that dude carries, man. I love having Mark. Yeah. He is a true <laughs> corner. He's a corner, like like philosophically, mentally. Um, you know, he's like an alpha dog corner. That's what you want in your corners. You I want love that. it, dude. I love it. And he is a gangster, bro. Like I, just the way he carries himself. Yeah. And I say that term lightly. You know, I, I don't really know what he does outside of the cameras and off the field. But all right, guys, we know he's not a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> He's a football guy who's got some trouble, but hey, I wouldn't take many guys ahead of him right now. I think what I love about him, especially in this interview, and he's already done this before, he starts naming off his entire secondary, bro. Like he's he's giving compliments because yep. he realizes that although he's good, he needs his comrades to come and help this defense be legit and be like the best that they can be. So I think that's what I liked the most about what he had to say. What I liked about McVeigh is he said that Philip does a good job of uh, kind of audibling. He didn't say this verbatim, but audibling into like run plays and making sure Melvin Gordon is, you know, doing what he's supposed to be doing. And that's the thing that, like I said, got to take care of Melvin Gordon. You take care of him and stop yep. the run. I think you make him one dimensional, which is every team's goal every week on defense to make, every team mm-hmm. one dimensional you do that i think this you know this could be a, a win for you know for the rams hopefully well um you know one thing you can pretty much expect out of out of philip rivers is um his ability to get that team into the right play and you, you look at that offense keenan allen's caught games where he's had 15 16 catch he, like he's he's able to get up there to to the line determine what he thinks is going to happen and check to a short pass or or check to a run so um you know that he's going to be you know more than prepared but the problem is you know that rams defense you, you know you can't prepare for them you know you don't have you don't have one of those on practice so you know it ain't going to be a situation where you know he's ready for all that noise in his face especially from that d-line man so great stuff from sean mcveigh and marcus Pe- marcus peters I did go on the Chargers forums, which I which I, oh God, which I like to do. Hey, uh, Baker Mayfield making his debut. Baker Mayfield making his debut right now. Here it comes. Minute 42 seconds in the first half. Uh, Terod Taylor went to the locker room, so it's on. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Don't worry about it, man. I'm not really tripping about that. Um, I was talking about the forums, and I went to the San Diego. Gosh. LA Chargers forums. And I'm going to tell you, those fans, I don't want to say that they seem confident, but they seem like 
we can beat these Rams. They feel like they can beat us, which, yes, any team can beat any team on any given day. That's right. But uh, this this Rams team as a whole is a lot to deal with right now. Yeah. And they're not even, I don't want to say that they're even clicking on all cylinders yet. What is all cylinders? Are we watching it? If it is, like, exactly. dude, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with if it. This but is if not, it's not, if, right. If this is not. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that's a testament to, you know, Sean McVay's ability to coach and the entire coaching staff. Those fans are excited about this game, obviously, because it's LA for one. They're excited because they're competitive. They expect to win their division, although they just got throttled by the Degum Chiefs. So they're going to have to worry about them. They definitely give credit where credit is due, which is this Rams team is a very good team and we need to play a complete game as a whole to have a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. That's what they think. What do you think about that overall, what they think? Well, I mean, I think they're just being fans. I think they they think they can win. Um, I think, obviously, they know they're an underdog in this game. I mean, it's not a secret there. Have to but, be. Uh, you know, have to I be. think they, they feel good about their chances, as always. Uh, that defense is going to play better than it has been. But, um, if I had to go for a matchup that I'm looking at, I think it's going to be the young kid Derwin James versus Todd mm-hmm. Gurley. Yeah. Um, I think that's. I think they're going to find ways to get Derwin on him. I think that Todd Gurley and him will kind of meet on the passing routes or meet in, in the hole on a running play quite a few times. So I think if if Todd can can you know make Derwin miss him, then I think he'll he or can he have a could run big day. over him because he's bigger than Derwin James. Yeah, I don't see him getting. I don't see him running over Derwin. But I think really, that, uh, you don't think Todd Gurley can run over Derwin James? Uh, can he? Yes. Will he? I don't think so. Running over him. You're talking like plowing over Derwin James, you're saying. Yeah, like when safeties come up too late and the guy's already got a full head of steam coming downhill. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You think that dude yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's the case, I don't know if Derwin or many safeties are going high to get run over. I think they're you're going low. Yeah, and so. then he'll pull out the jump and jump over you and then run a exactly. touchdown. Which that's makes which makes, makes him so special. Yeah, that's why he, you know, not not many people have all that in their arsenal, but uh, your boy Gurley can do it. So no, I, I do think that uh, you know something that also is going to catch my attention: the Rams kicker. What, what are your thoughts on that whole situation, man? Greg the leg, he's out. We we didn't touch on it earlier, but he's out for an extended period of time. They bring in Sam Ficken, guy that we saw last year, and uh, do you think he's going to play a role in this game, or what do you think about him? being the guy for the next month and a half. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, um, he's going to have to step in, and I think that he knows that, and uh, let's take a listen to what he said about it. They, t- they always talk about, you know, you guys, you have to be ready, you know, you're one thing away from it. But yeah. This played out pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think um, with kind of the situation here, and, um, you know, you got three pro bowlers, so... Um, you know, my job really was to to come in and, and do what I can when I can, and um, you know, I think that's kind of the similar situation here, and um, you know, help the team win. That's priority one. So um, hopefully, that that goes as planned. So as he says, you got to step in and make plays and hopefully accomplish what everyone's trying to achieve, and that's win ball games and get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Um, I just we we were, you and I were talking about it before. We started recording here, and I'm like you. I just want him to make the routine kicks from the 35-yard line in or the 30 in. Just be consistent. I'm not going to sit here and expect you to be what Greg was last year 
uh, and hitting 55-yard field goals 10 out of 10 times or 9 out of 10 times. That's not what I should expect. But I do expect you to be able to come in and kick those shorter yardage field goals so we're not having to go for it on fourth down or have to go for the two-point conversion. But I tell you what, dude, the Rams did work when they went for the two-point conversion every time last week. And, you know, what a better team to do it against than the Arizona Cardinals, you know? But uh, that's kind of how I feel about Ficken. I, I, I have confidence in him, but um, he's not Greg. I mean, let's be real. But nor, nor does he need to be. I think that there's ever a time that the Rams would be in a position to deal with an uh, injury like this, even though it's not ideal, would be right now. Um, you got one of the best, most explosive offenses in the league, and your defense is elite. So if I had to choose between a, a game changer, a kicker, and a game changer, a punter, and you know we're really good at punter, as we both know, um, yeah. I'll take the guy that can flip the field if we need to and play to that defense. Sam Ficken is going to be just fine hitting extra points and small and shorter field goals. Anything on top of that is gravy. You know what I'm saying? Nice job, you fucking kicker! Nice job! (laughs) (laughs) I remember right when he came in, he missed quite a few, you know, not quite a few. He missed missed a couple extra points, right? He missed his first one he attempted. I do remember that as well. When he came to us, you know. If he doesn't get the job done, you know, they'll get someone else. So, I mean, I think this team is is built for... Uh, uh, not the the stud kicker. We're gonna score enough points. That's that's how I look at it, and I think Ficken will be fine. If not, you know, like I I tweeted earlier, go get your boy Roberto Aguayo. Uh, no, I will not. <laughs> Roberto, get Roberto. He, the the best college kicker, ever. arguably ever no, in college. No arguing. Sebastian <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski's up there too. FSU. Well, I'm not. I'm talking strictly based on like numbers, numbers wise. Like he had hit the most. So. Yeah, but dude, he was like Peter Wart also at Florida State. Came in the league and didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I know. It was a long, a long list of those guys. So, What is your uh, score prediction? I'm going to say the Rams 27, the Chargers 17. All right, cool, man. I, uh, I got Rams 31, and I'll go Chargers 17. I think it'll be it'll be pretty comfortable. All right, well, uh, hey, yo, you know what time it is. Let's get into easy money this week. Let's do it, easy money. And we are fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into easy money this week. As we just mentioned, Rams versus the Chargers. The line is sitting at seven points. The Rams are favored by seven. So I do think the Rams will cover. I think they'll be in control. I think they'll win this one. So I, I got the Rams this week at minus seven. All right. Second game. I like the Patriots minus seven versus the Lions. Patriots are going to go into Detroit and uh, get a dub. I think they're going to cover that seven-point line. Uh, I like Brady and Belichick, even though um, Matt Patricia is very comfortable with them. I think that uh, they'll cover. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, they're obviously not clicking on all cylinders as the Rams are, but which... I'm not going to get into that conversation again, but I do think that they go into Detroit and win by seven points. All right, next um, game. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Go for it. No, 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 go for it. All right, next game. Um, Bengals plus three. I think the Bengals are for real. Maybe I'll uh, be regretting Jeez. those words. I think Jeez. The, I think they are for real. I think that they, um, I know they had a great game last week. 
versus the Jets. I believe it was the Jets. Um, I think their division is kind of ripe for the taking. I don't know what the Steelers are going to be. I don't know uh, if the Browns, if, if they're ever going to take a step. But I like the, I like the Bengals at Carolina. I'm sorry, Bengals versus Carolina this week. Um, Bengals catching three points. So Bengals over Carolina. Well, they played the Ravens last week, and that's one of the teams, obviously, and you said Jets, but I know you didn't know. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it was the the Ravens. And the Ravens, you have to beat the Ravens, obviously, because they're in your division. But that was a good test for them to see kind of where they were as a, as a unit. Yeah, Ravens, I don't want to. I don't know if they're going to beat out, you know, the, uh, the Steelers in winning that division. I still need a little bit more proof to show me that they're legit. I, I think they're better. They've gotten better, I guess. But, dude, Cincinnati has always been a streaky team. So that's what I think. As far as the line goes, I don't like this game at all. I would not bet on this game because I like Carolina's defense. Cam Newton is not consistent enough to really give me any comfort one way or another on how many points they're going to put up. Um, where is this game played? Is it in Carolina or in Cincinnati? Well, I, I have it as... In Carolina, I mean, I'm sorry, in Cincinnati, but now I'm, I'm second guessing myself. Uh, okay. Currently, uh, well, the point is, I don't think that the, where it is matters as much as the play, which is simply both teams are inconsistent enough for me not to bet on it if I had to. That's what I think. All right, so we'll move on. Next game, we got 49ers at Kansas City. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers here. Uh, I know the Kansas City's offense seems unstoppable. Uh, I just think that it's going to be a close game, and I think the Garoppolo and the Niners will play a little better this week versus Kansas City. So 49ers they're plus getting, 7. So plus 7. Okay, so they're getting 7 points, and I would take the other side of this. I, I, I would have to say that I'm taking Kansas City to beat them more than 7 points because of the offense and the Niners defense is kind of suspect in the run game. And, dude, Tyreek Hill is on fire. Yeah. And so I'm going with Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, who's throwing like 20 touchdowns in the first week. So Yeah. Um, that's what I'm doing. So this is supposed to be a section where we give you picks. So, um, you know, you're going to have to pick between me and J-Rob here. Uh, I think that the the 49ers are going to cover that seven points. All right. Last one of the week. Steelers plus one and a half at Tampa Bay. Um, as, as awesome as Tampa's played. And as crazy as Fitzpatrick has been these first two weeks, I think for some reason, I just think that Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers will kind of get it going this week. And I think Tampa Bay will kind of come back to earth. So I got Steelers plus one, one and a half. Um, man, this is another game that, <clears throat> excuse me, this is another game that kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, Vita Vey is going to make his rookie debut up the middle with Gerald McCoy. Um, their defense has always been pretty good over there in Tampa. I I think I would have to, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on this one. I think I do think that the Steelers get it going. I do think that they could take on and and get a victory, uh, which obviously this is what this is saying. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the Steelers and one one and a half points. All right, that's it for your easy money this week. Remember, we got the Rams minus seven, Patriots minus seven, Bengals plus three. 49ers plus seven and uh, the Steelers plus one and a half. So call you bookie. All right, that'll do it for this week. Uh, short episode. Uh, next week, we'll get back into our schedule, breaking down each game a little bit more in detail. Uh, 
most importantly, man, glad that you're healthy. Glad you've, you beat cancer and that, uh, you know, we're ready to go, um, and watch these Rams get after this, this fall. Absolutely, man. I'm glad that I'm healthy. Uh, thank the good Lord for, you know, orchestrating all that stuff. And I'm glad to be back on the podcast and I'm just really happy to be living right now. And, uh, I love this Rams team. I'm a diehard like most of you guys are and just looking forward to it. Looking forward to this game and the rest of the season. All right, so that'll do it for the Rampage Radio this week. Uh, be sure to go follow us on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod and follow Rams Talk at Rams Talk on Twitter. Um, go subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Radio Source Five Stars. Uh, y'all have a great week. Stay bad, stay bougie. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.